Uh, hello, uh, and welcome to Pop Culture Classics. My name is Kenny Puckett, and with me, as always, is Levi Smith. How's hey. it going? Going pretty good, actually. Right on. Um, if you're, this is the first time you're joining us, welcome. Uh, in this podcast, we sit down and discuss uh, old and new pop culture, kind of like rummaging through the back issue box of a comic book shop. Okay. Uh, this this week, is uh, we just kind of talk about movies, really, and TV shows. Yeah, movies, TV shows, mostly in the uh, the Marvel, DC, comic book kind of super genre. Super genre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we also do a really good uh, top five with the D10. Yeah, it was a toughie. Yeah, I thought it would be easier, though. A bit of a challenge. Yeah. yeah. We do a Marvel Universe prediction. Oh, with the shows? Yeah. With what we know and what, we're, what we hope to see. As, well, I as, think... As um, two, you know, balls-deep geeks. Uh, WandaVision's gonna looks really good. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm excited. I think they're going in a kooky, wide direction. Yeah, um, this is definitely playing with more genres. Yeah, and they're uh, gonna. I think they're gonna bring in their kids. Right, right. Wicked and Speed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's clear. I mean, they've already intonated on that. Yeah, but I think they're going to be very specific about that, and they're going to at the end of the show they're going to be full like teenager, uh, maybe probably mid, oh, early for sure. like late late teenager, early twenties. Yeah, yeah. Because I think they're doing Young Avengers. Right. Yeah. I really do because yeah. they aged up. Um, you've got uh, you've got Hawkeye's, Hawkeye's daughter, daughter Miss Marvel, uh, Ant Man's daughter. Yeah, Miss Marvel, um, and then Miss Marvel. Yeah, and those are all Young Avengers. Those are all, yeah, official Young Avengers. Wicked and Speed are. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I I think, uh, I mean, we already know that Kang's going to be involved. Yeah, I think that's you know? what the Loki show is about. Yeah, uh, and Ant-Man. I think Ant-Man is also, uh, I think the dude cast to play Kang is going to appear first in Ant-Man. I think he's going to appear first in the Loki TV show. Yeah, the Loki TV show. Because that comes up, I think, before the Ant-Man. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, right now, it just seems like all the TV shows are what's scheduled. I yeah. Seen any no, Black Widow comes out sometime. Does Black Widow come out? Hopefully, that comes out like between WandaVision and mm-hmm. Winter Soldier. No, those. Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's uh, WandaVision ends, and then the next Friday. And then the week after that is... Yeah, the last Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. I don't think that's been fantastic for me because uh, you know Star Trek Discovery, you know, season three just ended. Yeah, I've really only got to wait a week. You know, Mandalorian's over, and so with that stuff ending for for the Marvel stuff to gear in has been perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. So I I really don't have to, uh, you know, for for as much long as a as a uh, a geek for this stuff has had to wait. Up until now, it's nice to not really have to wait. Uh, and now it's right right into another. Yeah, they were saying, I think Marvel was saying that it's just going to keep coming from now yeah, on. Yeah. They've, we, we had this big lull mm-hmm. and they're just going to keep one thing after another. We're not going to get more than one thing at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just going to be but one that's smart, thing after though. another. Yeah, that's smart. That really, you know, that really hammers that gold into a nice th- thin thread. Yeah, yeah. You know? Stretches um, farther. May seventh is when um, Black Widow comes out. Oh, so okay. very okay. close to its original 
Right, right. Uh, release date a year later. A year later, yeah. 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 Uh, and, uh, do they say that they're going to put that out on streaming? No, it's a movie. It's theatrical. Yeah, it's it's going to be theatrical. It's thea- theatrical right now. The way I figure it, it has to be to make the money that it needs to make. Yeah, it, absolutely. Uh, and, and nothing that they've done in a streaming release has gotten anywhere near. Uh, 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 Wonder Woman's done really good. Has it really? Yeah. It, it's gotten... Um, I mean, it's it, that's gotten a, a lot of pretty rough reviews, too. It's got a yeah. I I watched it. I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm a comic book nerd, and For I liked sure. I liked the Watchmen movie. I uh, love the Watchmen movie. My only complaint about Watchmen is that uh, it came out maybe like five years, ten years too soon. Too soon, yeah. I mean, because really, what is Watchmen? Watchmen is a deconstruction of superheroes. You know, I mean, it's literally that. Yeah, you know, it's been studied as that in print form for decades. And, uh, and so you need to put that out to a broader audience when they're ready for a deconstruction of superheroes, which is right now. Yeah. We weren't ready for that yet. You know? And so now like the boys is doing, you know, to, to cinematic comic books, basically what the Watchmen did to print comic books. The Watchmen didn't get to do it because it was too soon. It's too soon, you yeah. Yeah, nobody wanted a deconstruction at that point. They Everybody, didn't know what they were, really. Yeah, we hadn't really quite gotten the Batman and Superman we wanted yet <laughs> yeah. for you to get we to- We still really haven't. For you to get um, to taking these things apart on us. Well, we got the Batman because- Well, I mean, we've had some iterations of Batman. You know, I mean, my- Ben Affleck is still the best- I really like Ben Affleck's Batman, you know, and I did not like Christian Bale's Batman for as much as I enjoyed those movies, that particular trilogy. I never really liked beyond the first one because the first one was, uh, oh, Batman's a ninja. Yeah. Done. You know, you're done. Yeah. And in the next two movies, Batman's not a ninja. No, he's a. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a he's a Tony Stark with an inferior suit. Yes. You know, that's true. And yeah. So to me, it was like, man, he, he, you know, and they, they try to write it in about like how stiff the costume is and stuff for fighting and all that, mm-hmm. and, you know, why he can't turn his neck. Uh, and that just, that's no good for me, you know? And then Ben Affleck's Batman was more, you know, but I, I do like the, the old man, Batman kind of angle. Yeah, yeah, anyway, that's what I really liked about know, his like the Bruce Wayne, the 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 vet Batman mm-hmm. versus like you know year one. Well, you I'm know. Ch- I, I know um, the the Robert Pattinson Batman. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm looking looks, forward to that. Dude, I that mean, looks so good. The, the, the suit looks great, and there is, I mean, is it is one of these things like what was that that uh, 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 Power Rangers movie yeah. that came out, right? Where people are kind of like, wow, these look really Iron Man-ish, you know? Yeah. And it's like, well, this is power suits. That's what power <laughs> suits know? are, yeah. 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 And yeah. so all power suits are going to kind of lean and be reminiscent now of Iron Man because that's, you know... That's what a power suit... Like, yeah, well, there was that... Um, well, that's power suit one. Yeah. You know? Shit, that's power suit one through 78, you know? Yeah, it's true. Uh, um, no, they did, um, 
the the video game i forgot what it was but it was uh the batman one no 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 the um it was mechs you know you're flying around and that was the thing is you got to be in a mech and you could just fly and stuff like that right and it was basically just the different variations of iron man right it's really all it is power suits power suits and And, and what kind of options do you want on your power suit because that's that's how you get iron man yeah no it was it was really cool i liked it i played it for a little bit when it first came out um it was okay. Uh, the game had a lot of problems, kind of like Cyberpunk. Yeah. But there was a good base. And I, if they would have had time to finish it, they, it would have been a really good game. Right. Um, I don't know what it's like now. People, Anthem, that's what it was. Oh, okay. Um, I, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah, I think people might still be playing it or not, but I don't right. know. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of getting off on that. I think uh, the new Robert Pattinson Batman, and after watching Tenet, yeah. um, Pattinson's a damn fucking badass actor. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen him in a, in a couple of things, and never really because I never watched Twilight. Mm-hmm. I never really had to like wash that out of my brain. <laughs> no, me neither. But <laughs> oh, everybody said that you know, like, oh, it's, it's Twilight Kid or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I watched that um, that cowboy movie that he did. Right, that's the first thing I'd actually ever seen him in. Yeah, that movie is strange and unique. Right, I, I wish I could remember the name of it. It's. And so, so for me, I don't have any like bias yeah. on on Robert, Robert Pattinson for any like acting ability or any connection. It's not like, like the bat. It's not like doing a fat thing where everybody's like, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We no. learned that. We learned don't don't question because they they usually cast a good actor. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, there's professionals trying to do the best job that they can when they're trying to find these people mm-hmm. for these fits, you know. And, uh, and, you know, Ben Affleck caught a lot of flack, you know, and I, I gave a lot of flack. I mean, yeah. I've got a lot of flack for Ben Affleck. Hey, it's in our last podcast. It has been for published. Sure. It's on the internet. I said he was going to kill it from day one. Yeah. Yeah, you did actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause I had just watched Argo. So right. yeah. You've been a, you've been a true believer. I've been a true believer. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. There's some cool stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Snyder cut also. That sounds really cool. Yeah, I, I think I'll watch it. I think I'm I'm pretty ambivalent about it. I think I'm generally ambivalent about any DC franchise universe cinematic thing at this point. What's the guy who did Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman finishing his fucking trilogy of movies? Yeah, yeah, no, that's and that's great, you know. But and I even heard though that he's not gonna be like exploring anything else within the franchise once he's done. No, no, he would, he just wanted to do his movie and they're like, here. Yeah. And he's like, I get to make an eight hour movie. Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think what, what DC is missing and what's been an interesting thing with, with Marvel and with, with star Wars. Uh, and I'm hoping is kind of emerging with star Trek are these creators that that's the top for them. Yeah, that's, that's what the, they want to do. That's the destination. That's where they've been trying to get to. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of creators where this is just going to be another like, you know, movie. Uh, just another movie. This is just another, you know, uh mark on their belt, right? Just another notch on their belt. Mm-hmm. Uh and so, you know, cuz they're they're in the, you know, they want to make all these different kinds of movies and stuff where there's these other creators like Kevin Feige, Dave Filoni, uh john favreau john favreau uh mike mcmahon yeah uh that this is where they want to be you know and it comes out in the in the property in the franchise on a level that dc i think is lacking in that way 
or they need somebody that's like, no, this is where I want to be. I need to be making DC movies. I know this. I know exactly how to tell this, you know? No. Yeah. Nobody's come forward yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Zack Snyder did, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, they didn't let him do what he wanted. Yeah. And no. he, tr- he really wanted to like, he, right. Cause when he did Watchmen, he did like a super faithful recreation of that. Yeah. Book. Oh, Watchmen's great. I love that. Book, um, you know, and it's not so perfect, but it's great. It's know? great. Um, but he, he, I'm sure he tried to do that with Superman and he's like, I want to do this story yeah. and this story. And they're like, we'll yeah. kind of make it like this. So it's, you know, and yeah. I can, you can see where they muddled for sure. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's also the maturity of say Warner brothers, you know, and, and Warner brothers as a studio has made so many great sci-fi action superhero movies. So I'm sure they, as a, as a production house come into this with the idea of like, we know what we're doing. And, well, but the fact of the matter is now with a, with a more mature entrenched audience and a franchised audience yeah, that, you know, it's really difficult for these production houses to find people with a level of expertise beyond the super nerds. Well, I think, you know? um, part of what sets Marvel apart from and being able to do what they do yeah is that interview i saw with feige back at san diego comic-con i think it's it's whatever year the the thomas jane punisher came out uh they did that movie yeah yeah. it was it was the year that the um the hulk movie came out they had just okay okay everyone knows the 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 year before that they had just finished that or no they had just finished iron man one okay uh that's the movie they just finished hulk had come out right the one with um uh what's this edward norton yeah so that had come out. Tim and, Roth. Mm. Yeah, Tim Roth. Fantastic. And they were um they made that movie and they wanted to do a lot of things. Yeah. And the studio messed with it. And they're like, well, we want to do this stuff and we want to do this stuff. Right. And when the movie came out in this interview, Feige said, he's like, Hey, it's like everything that the studio wanted is yeah. what everybody hates about that movie. Right. Everything that we wanted to do is what everybody loves about that movie. Yeah. So we learned our lesson. Yeah. We took a shot and we made Iron Man. On our own with our yeah. own budget, and yeah, we they did. we hired the people we wanted. We put yeah. the actors we wanted in it, and we made the movie that we wanted to make. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, after watching, he said he had seen the final cut at that point. He's like, after watching this final cut, I think this movie's going to blow people's minds, and it's yeah. going to change the movie world. Yeah, and fucking he was absolutely right. fucking right. That oh, and I, mean, I was never really an Iron Man fan. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's know? true. That's true. Up until the up until walking into that theater, man, I was still wondering like why iron man yeah. why man is this i mean when they they really only get one shot to do this and it's it's iron man ah you know well yeah and that, that was well they had to do walking the out of that theater was a different story well they know? they didn't um they didn't have a choice they had to use the avengers and so yeah they had a real limited scope of what they could use movie and, wise and stuff i mean they it, it wasn't be, it was, you know it wasn't the top choice. Avengers wasn't their best franchise yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, it's all they had. Available. It is now, but yeah, uh, no, they, uh, so he, and, he took, and that's all a testament to how badass it is. Yeah. That's, uh, he took the best character he thought, or the character with the most diversity and the most interesting story to tell. And that's right. why he chose, he chose Iron Man to tell first and then Captain America and then Thor. He's like, yeah. we got to set these movies up in a way that people will DC, understand. Yeah. He's like, we got to set these movies up in a way that we'll understand. People understand that these are movies about different genres and not just 
one genre of superheroes. Yeah. 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 The, the Marvel's desire to work branch off into other genres for these movies, I think has been really important. Uh, and doing these, you know, uh, the solo movies. Yeah. I mean, when you look at a big thing that makes the Avengers line of the Marvel movies work is because the, th- the three primary characters of that team, Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor, each have a trilogy. Flat out, a trilogy. Not when the first one came out. Maybe not, maybe not by the time the first one, but there was enough there. Yeah, they all had their and, own movies. And to continue to build out, they had their own mini franchises yeah. that were awesome. And so you didn't have to introduce your primary characters no. moving through these movies. Well, that's how you do an ensemble movies. You can't. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You know, because they tried it they had, like Batman Beyond kind of stuff or Batman F- Forever, right? When they yeah. just threw everything that they could imagine into that movie and it just watered it all down to a mm-hmm. point where none of it mattered. Uh, Spider-Man, that third Spider-Man movie. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's overcrowded. People talk about mm-hmm. it, it's overcrowded. Look at Endgame. Look at Infinity War. Look at Civil War. Uh, you know, these movies have way bigger casts, you know, and you, you don't have the time to give any individual character much more than a few minutes. And they're all like huge characters. The cast, yeah, isn't, yeah. not only is it just a, a, a huge cast, there's a lot of like huge characters in those movies. Big actors, important characters, you know, mm-hmm. they all got to be there and stuff, you know. And so even if, you know, even if, you know, Spider-Man's intro in Civil War was just a few minutes, you know. And and as a cold open for him, it just worked out so well, relying yeah. on, you know, everybody knew who Spider-Man was. But everything else that was going on, you know, you could only, you know, you could only give him a couple minutes per character. You That's had true. so much going on. And so when you could, when you already had that establishment, then you get away with that, mm-hmm. you know. But when you're trying to introduce a character and you don't have enough movie time to give this character any. Any time. Yeah, any real time for anybody to to, to develop any opinion, yeah. you know. Because uh, you're like, I don't even know. I don't even know if I like them or not. You yeah. Know? Speaking know of uh, of Spider Man and a bad Spider Man movie, um, that brings us to the to the movie they're sh- that they're Marvel shooting right now, oh. um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse right. of Madness. Right. Which I don't know if you could pick. I mean, the the guy who directed the first one, I forgot yeah. his name. That's a great. He did a great job. That's a yeah, good movie. Yeah, that, that's one of my favorites. Um, but can you pick a better director? Than Sam Raimi? Yes. No. No, absolutely not. For I Doctor mean, Strange? No. Uh, I I think the I think in a contention for that would be like I don't know Cronenberg, you know? Yeah. Which would be weird. Just cool. Uh, Tim but, Burton, which would be weird and yeah. off. You know, he'd want to animate the whole thing. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> do know? stop action. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think. Uh, uh, no, I think Sam Raimi's perfect for it. I yeah, think. superhero and horror. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that this is almost what he's been. That's his bread and butter. Yeah, what he's been built for. He also does a lot of good sci-fi stuff too. So any of oh, the sci-fi sure. that uh, what was that show that he did back in the nineties? It was um, oh, what was Sequest DSV. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, that was totally. him. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, he's, you know, uh, people don't even realize, you know, between him and like J. Michael Straczynski, how much television that they watch. It's comic book writers. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> five. Oh, yeah. Hercules. Yeah. Xena. Yeah. yeah that, that whole. DSV9. That whole franchise. Uh, Xena, Hercules. 
Um, and then there was the uh, uh, the Sinbad for a while. They spun that off for a little while towards the end of it, right? I don't remember Sinbad. Yeah, it was the Thieves one. Oh, I yeah, there yeah. Was a, with, there was a third one that they had spun off. Yeah, that was with... Um, and that um, was Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, playing, yeah. Yeah, that was playing the Thief. You know, yeah. Because he had guest starred him and he showed up. We showed up in Hercules and then he showed up and in, in Xena. Xena and, and then Hercules showed up in Xena. And, yeah. Yeah. That was good. Oh, those were great, man. I mean, that was that was awesome stuff. Yeah, it was great. And so Sam Raimi as a as a director for a Doctor Strange movie is going That'd to be, be fantastic. And it's going to be the rumors with that movie are crazy because they there's rumors that everybody and their brother is in that fucking movie, including Tobey Maguire. Yeah, um, yeah. All the all three Spider Man. Yep. Uh, fucking Willem Dafoe. I want to see Tobey Maguire play the a vet level. I want to play Hobo Spider Man. Hobo Spider Man. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, Peter B. Parker. Yeah, yeah. I I, I want to see you know I want to see him play you know that kind of jaded, worn out vet that's made mistakes. You know, yeah. That kind of level of uh, because uh, it'd be interesting on how they extrapolate you know those characters or when they interrupt their timelines yeah because i mean it's been it's been a while since since toby's been spider-man it's been a long while yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) like five or six movies and those each take a long time yeah yeah you know and there's a little bit of a lull between they've they've rebooted the other two franchises since he's done it yeah Mm -hmm. and so uh but i'm excited i mean if if they're gonna farm all these villains uh, that's a genius thing from yeah from all these other franchises to get that that Alfred Molina Dr. Octopus Oof, you know that's awesome uh, if they could get that Sandman you know the dude that played Sandman Thomas, T- Thomas Hayden Church I'm sure yeah. they can oh yeah. dude that was you know that was fantastic that was fantastic um, I think uh, what um, Feige what's rumored for him to do yeah is that he's going and he's getting the stuff from all the different companies that yeah. he likes. Yeah. So uh, they said that um, what's his face is in talks to do Daredevil again. They're going to keep yeah. him. Well, the, the Netflix, uh, cause there was a cooling off period yeah. after the Netflix contracts expired for two years. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed to do anything. They're not even allowed to talk to the, mm-hmm. you know, to those people. And now that that's over, there's already talks of bringing in the guy that played uh, Daredevil, Matt Murdock, yeah, to even be in the Spider-Man movie, to be in the Spider-Man movie, uh, to do something with uh, what's his name for Punisher, yeah, yeah. They well, you know. Kevin Feige said uh, that he, that's the ones he likes, yeah. So yeah. he's going to get like Alfred Molina. Yeah. That was um, what people don't realize is that he was a part of that movie. He was a part of X Men. Um, Hugh Jackman was. Oh yeah, I mean, was Kevin- part of him was was his choice, right? Like he got Hugh Jackman. He's like, that's the guy that we want for Wolverine. Right. Um, he was a part of that movie. He was a part of a lot of the old, of a lot of the Marvel movies yeah. coming up. And so like Alfred Molina is his choice and he, or I don't know if he's his choice or not, but he's, he likes that I, I character. They have a casting director that they like lay it, it all of this at the feet of this chick. Yeah. She's, she's found. She's genius. Convinced these people, some people that wouldn't normally have even have agreed to, to take yeah. on these roles like Robert you know? Redford. Yeah. Yeah. Get him in a, yeah. His, his character was badass. His character was amazing. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. But they, uh, uh, so yeah, he's going and he's getting the stuff that he likes 
like he liked Tobey Maguire. He liked Andrew Garfield. Yeah, yeah. Both. Yeah. Um, they both have qualities that I liked. Yeah. yeah and then uh, he, they liked Alfred Molina and he liked Jamie Foxx as Electro. Yeah. And he liked, um, oh God, I can't think of his name. But the, yeah, the guy who played Matt Murdock and the guy who played Punisher. Yeah. John Bernthal. Yeah. Punisher. John Bernthal. Yeah. Um, God, I want to remember. It's fantastic, man. I mean, these were. That's the best Punisher. Yeah. And Easy, dude. Easy. <laughs> I liked Thomas Jane's Punisher. I was okay with Thomas Jane's Punisher. I liked the Punisher Warzone. I can never remember the name of that dude. Oh, and yeah. That, that's a, an era like the, the era that I jumped into Punisher comics when I was a kid was the Jim Lee Punisher War Journal. Really hardcore. Yeah. You know, I mean, like half the comic was silent except for like some narration and fucking gunshot sound effects. <laughs> gunshot sound effects. Yeah. No, not yeah. a lot of conversation, no monologuing, you know, yeah, no, a little I bit did. of microchip in his ear telling him, you know, something that's going on or a little bit of backstory narration, you know, that's when, you know, they, they would devote like three pages of the back of the comic book to just gun drawings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they should, they had the, um, what was that? They had a comic that that's all it was, was his armory. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, <laughs> I, I really liked that movie. Uh, to me, like that was a, a really and, – and, and the John Bernthal fits in with that kind of yeah. mentality of, of that one. Well, that Warzone does have the best Punisher moment ever put to film. Totally, dude. When he just uh, rocket launches yeah. that, uh, that Capoeira guy. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. the thing about it is that they – Whoever decided to put that in the movie, they built those guys up. They like did. they were the badass, like half the movie. See them flipping and jumping and like demonstrating doing, their abilities. Yeah. And, they, and they like kicked doing a lot of ass up to that point. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is going to be a good fight. You know, yeah. the punters is going to kick their ass. Yes. Yeah. But oh, no, this is going to be good, though. He's going to. And nope. No. Shoot him in the kneecaps and blow one of them up with a rocket. Oh, that was perfect. I was like, Punisher. Yeah. That's how the Punisher deals with it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> didn't give a shit. Jump around with <laughs> your kneecaps with holes yeah, in them. Yeah, he's not fighting that shit. <laughs> it's like, no. Yeah, no, no. I just shoot fuckers like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's a, that's a, Warzone is a great movie. Um, uh, yeah, speaking I'm, of that. I'm dude, excited for them to bring all that out, though, man. If they can get Matt Murdock to represent Peter Parker. Well, it's going to be, it's not going to be Matt Murdock. Yeah. It's going to be, um, what's her face? She-Hulk. Okay. Jessica. So, okay. Is she, That's, they, they're making a She-Hulk show. I know that, but is, she's she, a lawyer. is she going to be the lawyer that represents Peter Parker though? Because that, that was generally uh, Daredevil. That's true. Like but Spider-Man's lawyer is Daredevil. They don't have an announced new new Daredevil show. They do have an announced new. She-Hulk, and they have announced the person they cast as She-Hulk, which is uh, Tatiana Mishlay, which right. is the girl from Orphan Black, right. which she's an amazing actor if you've ever seen that show. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I saw some uh, – I saw a little bit of Orphan Black, but I, uh, I, I saw some, you know, some shots. Yeah, no. Her, and I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, some people think that I guess another actress would do a better – make a better fit visually, but I'm going to trust Marvel's casting. No, I, at this point, this her is. acting chops. Yeah. Are there. Yeah. And they, they've proven that they could, if you look at, um, what's this? Chris Evans. Yeah. Prior to being captain America, he wasn't physically captain right. America. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it did seem like an odd choice 
when they oh, announced yeah. it. Yeah, because yeah. well, he did uh, he did Human Torch and he was kind of yeah, was kind of sure. fit and whatever. Yeah, but he was still kind of wiry, kind of wiry. Yeah, but yeah. then when he was Captain America, he was well, fucking Captain America. Yeah. yeah <laughs> um. So yeah, they they're gonna make her. Yeah, just fine. They physically they can change yeah, an actor, and I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that aspect at all. You know? Yeah, uh, and some of the things I that come to my mind for a She-Hulk is, you know, what angles of her character are they going to use and not use? You know, is she going to be a fourth wall breaker? Uh, is she going to be aware that she's a character? Because uh, that's that tough. was beyond the fourth wall breaking. You know, because she would like. John Cusack style wink and nod at the reader. Yeah. But more so that she knew she was a comic book character. She knew it was a comic book. I, there's a, there's a recent run. It's not the newest one, but it was yeah. the previous one yeah. that everybody says was a really good, the, yeah. there's a lot of good enough. And okay. I think usually what they do is I they read that shit since early. 90s. I haven't read it either, but yeah. usually like with the Iron Man stuff, that was the, they chose one of the last two or three. Right. And they said, Oh, this run was really well received. It was really well done. So right. that's what we're using. That's they'll build off of. And that's where all the Hawkeye stuff comes from. Okay. That's where all the black widow stuff comes from. It's, it's the, okay. And that's a more recent kind of run too. Isn't yeah. It? They're, they're more, more recent runs and they're considered, they're not, um, financial successes. They're considered critical successes. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. so they're, they're really well written. Okay. Some of know. them are, I don't know if you can count anything in comics right now, financial success. Well, popular. Yeah. Yeah. They, they sold a lot of comics yeah. and kept the run going. Maybe, maybe Brian Polito, but not much else. <laughs> <laughs> that dude sells some comics, man. Yeah. For real. Um, but yeah, no, he, uh, so they're, I think they're going to use that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know a lot about it. I just, it seems like, that's what they're doing is they're going, Oh, this was a very critically acclaimed story with this character. And it kind of rewrote her history and sure. set her up and, and they're like, okay, this is what we're yeah, going to do. I mean, they, that's what they, you know, they need some kind of foundation. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, that's what they've done every time with all of this. Yeah. Uh, I heard that uh, Tim Roth might be coming back though, to play abomination again. Well, yeah. Can uh, that Hulk movie is considered. Yeah. I know that that because is because of yeah. uh, uh, general Ross. Yeah. What and I so, heard. I am so hoping for leader. Leader would be cool. They left that hanging um, at the end of uh, uh, at the end of that Hulk movie. That's with true. That dude with the the juice spilling on his brain and getting all bubbly. Yeah. Uh, what I'm hoping, what I think is going to happen. A long time for the leader to lay low. Yeah, that's <laughs> you true. Know? No, what I think um, they're going to do. Maybe he's not laying low. Uh, uh no, what I think um, in Black Widow, I think they're going to let loose the Red Hulk. Oh, and that's why. And he's going to be he's going to be a problem in the Falcon Winter Soldier show. And that's why they when they pushed back Black Widow, they kept pushing back the Falcon Winter Soldier yeah, show. Yeah, I've, I've heard that they can't because they can't show those one before the other. But now yeah. they are because the Falcon Winter Soldier comes out in August. Yeah. Oh, no, May. Yeah. Yeah. See, they timed that. They time that one. Nice so May. Yeah. So I think if they if they can't do it in theaters in May, I think they just might jump it on streaming. Yeah. The Black Widow movie. I'm sure the hope that with the Black Widow movie is that if it fumbles, you know, there's still plenty more there to fucking pick the ball up and carry it across the line. Yeah. Well, that movie's uh, not going to make the money it needs it, to make. It's not. But I think Disney's going to be able to eat it. 
Yeah, I don't think any movie is going to make the money it needs yeah, to make exactly, anymore. Exactly. Any of those movies that are sitting yeah. and and holding like the new James Bond movie or any of that, I don't and think I, any and of those I are. Think, I, I think like, you know, post pandemic, we're still going to get a lot of this more uh, sequential serial type material these series these mini series you know? yeah yeah i think uh, i think we, i think that's the way well disney's plugging forward on streaming yeah yeah and yeah. and well and they're really working out you know mandalorian seasons one and two have really helped develop a format that other shows can work off of yeah and follow you know, what's interesting nothing wrong with that what's interesting and you're, you're gonna love this too is that uh I think all of that kind of storytelling was all um, like brought forward and we wouldn't have it if it wasn't for DS nine. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know uh, I mean, and, and deep space nine also has like one of the best balances still. Yeah. I mean, it a little rough in the, in the early parts, but when they really get into, they had a long form serial story. Yeah. they, they were one of the first TV shows, if not the first TV show, to do it successfully. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of like what uh, uh, you know, other like newer Star Trek has been struggling with trying to do that long form thing. Is that they've they haven't quite handled that ba- that balance of it's long form and it's serial. You need to have the complete chunk per episode. You know, you need to have your mini story. Yeah. Right. And then you need to have your larger. We need the things that it, that affects the narrative. Uh, One of my favorite shows that does that really well. And this is an odd one is the, uh, it was a ghost in the shell animated show. Yeah. They do it really well. They have a series of thing stories that were episode episodic stories, Mm -hmm. but they affected the overall story. And then every once in a while, there was one that was just a story that they were trying to follow. Like there's right. the main, there's the main thing that they're trying to figure out. Yeah. And they would go on this tangent because they're detectives right. or police yeah. officers. So they'd run into this thing and they would go on this little tangent and it would solve the case and the case would end up not having anything to do with the main plot. Right. But it seemed like it did. And right. I, which I thought was very cool because they're telling this story that's going along and they follow false leads. And, it's it's So yeah. it's a lead that, that seems like it's part of the main story, but it isn't. Yeah. And I'm like, Man, that's cool storytelling. Yeah, and that's I mean I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm hoping that with uh the format that they're doing um WandaVision and yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier that it's not too uh hard dri- a hard drive through the narrative, right? Yeah. Through the plot. Like, hey, we gotta, we gotta get, we gotta get there, guys. Well, they, Let's go. Everybody thought it was gonna uh, be six episodes, but it's nine. Yeah, and and that's cool. And I, I, I want a little bit of sidetracked weirdness. I mean, in Mandalorian, some of my favorite episodes in season two were when they were when they felt like they were trailing off a little bit, you know. And there was like some well, like inter- the frog inter- lady, inter- yeah, and the ice planet, yeah, totally. You know, the internet chatter of like, oh, what's this got to do with you know what's going on and yeah. stuff? It's like nothing. That's why it's awesome. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the monster a week thing, dude, they could have done that for a thousand episodes and I'd have been there every week, man. I, I uh, do like, I do I like the monster, the monster of the week. I like monster of the week. And I do like in, in the first couple episodes, mm-hmm. you know, and I do like the, you know, the problem of the week too. Yeah. I love that. Um, you know, I love the, you know, I, it's so, so much of like a Western trope, you know, yeah. you've got your, 
your badass bounty hunter and he's wandering mm-hmm. around and he's just taking jobs as he goes, you know. I I also like the way do that, that all day. Uh the flash handles that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of, you know, monster or problem of the week. Um yeah, that was a great aspect of that show. But what they also do is the main villain or the main overall story yeah. is causing those problems. Yeah. Yeah. Or it they're all leading ends up tying together. Yeah, but they're still episodic. Mm-hmm. But all those things are offshoots or um, results of what the main bad guy is yeah. doing, or yeah. he's trying to figure something out. He's causing these little issues. And, and and so episodic in a way that they have like these tropey intros and outros to the episodes. Yeah. Right. So that you know, like beginning of the day coffee shop everybody's yeah. got their own like little issues and stuff you know in the beginning of the day and everything you know and then they end like you know in the uh uh in the workshop in the lab you know well yeah it's uh, it's kind, uh, of, kind of reviewing what had happened what had happened kind well of it's thing. the it's there's a small problem yeah yeah, you get your A plot and your B plot. Well, no, there. Yeah. What it, what I see it as is that there's a small problem between inner inner problem between the people in the group, right? And then that prop, the same problem that's affecting the whole world, yeah, is a variation of the same exact problem as totally. the small the, problem, as above, so below, kind of. Yeah, so they yeah. they have to figure out what the problem is with themselves, right? And that gives them the answer to figure out the problem that's going on with the big bad boss. Yeah, is. And that's a that's a classic classic TV story trope. Oh, absolutely! You know, and it's it, there's a there's a familiarity quality to that that I think works really nicely, and I think it's one of those things that some people complain about with, say, like Star Trek in particular, modern Star Trek in particular. Yeah, uh, that I think can be a fair criticism because there's a flavor there that gets lost. Yes, you know? it's like if you if you rebooted Roseanne. And you did this like one huge season long arc and you just left every episode off at cliffhangers and shit, you know, and you just totally shattered the format of like the original Rose. Yeah. Well, then you're not doing it anymore. You know? No, that's true. Yeah. Uh, well, um, but see, when I was younger and we were watching stuff, one of my favorite shows was Ronan Warriors. And that was, oh my God. That yeah, was just, yeah. a, that was all it was, was one and, long and that story. was a hard drive through. It yeah. was just, it was yeah. one, it was one episode to the next led to the. Yeah. It was, led, like, it was like Babylon 5. If, if yeah. you missed anything, you were screwed. You had no idea what was going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I loved the show, and I I missed a bunch of episodes, but I, I still loved it. Yeah. And uh, and later on in life, I actually got to see it all in a, in sequential order, which was nice. very cool. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't, it's it's actually really it holds up pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll have to. It's it's male Sailor Moon, but still, it's pretty. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I never gave a shit, man. That was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 so speaking of some Star Trek stuff, though, I was just reading this article on the internet about what. Um, how the the guys wore the skirts, oh, the mini right. skirts, yeah, yeah, from the first two next, seasons, next generation, yeah, mm-hmm. they would put in, they'd put in a random dude in a skirt. Uh, Gene Roddenberry wanted to demonstrate, you know, the blurring of like, yeah, gendering of clothes and stuff like that, yeah. And then they didn't say anything; they just stopped doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they got letters. <laughs> you know, people people notice. They got letters. <laughs> And that's, that's funny. That's back in the day when it was a lot harder than to just pop off on Twitter. Yeah. You know, you had to hand write a letter. So you had to be upset about it. That's why it took two seasons. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, cool. 
All right. Well, that was an interesting movie about what's going on in the pop culture uh, landscape. Yeah, I right guess now. TV and movies uh, this episode week. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That was a great episode about uh, movies and TV. So now it's time to roll that D10 to figure out what top five we're going to do. Here you go, Kenny. It's your turn to roll. All right. My turn for top, top five with a D10. 10. 10. Fantasy characters. Ooh, this is a good one. This might be one of the more broader subjects. And by this, we mean high fantasy. High fantasy. Yeah. Uh, Just uh, sword and sorcery? Sword and sorcery. Okay. Yeah. No sci-fi? No sci-fi. Hmm. All right. Um, Yeah, our top five. Horrible game. It's a horrible game. No, E.T. was the worst video game ever. For made. sure. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean that the Willow game wasn't terrible, too. <laughs> Just that it wasn't as bad as E.T. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, top five with a D10 fantasy characters. Fantasy characters. Oh, this one was rougher than I thought. Yeah, man. I was like, fantasy characters? I got this. And I couldn't remember any names. This is rough. <laughs> All right, uh, my start or you starting? Uh, go for it. Uh, Aragon. Aragon. Yeah, from Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I I considered him. I I, uh, I love in D and D. Aragorn. Like Aragorn. Is that how you say it? Okay. Sorry. I thought you were talking about that. No. The dragon book. No, fuck that shit. I'm talking about the the ranger from Lord of the Rings. For sure. Yeah. Um, I Strider. Strider. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in um, in D and D, I played a, lo- a couple of times. I played Rangers. For sure. Um, I always liked that character class. Yeah. I always liked that character. Yeah. Um, I based most of my some of my D and D characters off of him. It's either him or the guy from Thirteenth um, Warrior. Oh, okay, definitely. So yeah, that's my number five. Your number five, huh? Yeah. My number five is Bail Doman. That is a great character. Uh- a pirate from uh, the Wheel of Time, yes, novel series by Robert Jordan, uh, which I've never actually finished. But uh, yeah, it's out. You should. Oh, I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's probably a subject for another podcast. That for sure is. But uh, I, he was just a a badass kind of piratey type character. You know, I've never been like a real distinct like pirate fan. Yeah. So you know. Uh, to me, he was just, uh, he's just this dude with his boat, you know? Yeah. It's almost like there wasn't like a real romantic quality to him. He was just hard, you know, hard to kill. You know? Yeah. He did come back later on in the series. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he had a good long, good long run. You know, yeah. It was, it was actually very, fairly important. It wasn't hyper pivotal through all, all of it, you know, but early on, you know, they introduce him in some really cool, interesting ways and stuff, you know, yeah. he's an important character, like an important side character. You never really expect to run into again. And then, and then you do later and it's like, Oh, this guy, this right. Guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's, uh, the character in the game of Thrones, uh, uh, in the TV show, the, the onion Knight. the onion Knight, Yes. Uh, that actor in my mind would perfectly play bailed him on. In uh, like a live action wheel of time. Well, maybe they could still like cast in, him as in the my mind's eye. Yeah, they could still cast him as that yeah, they character. Could. I, you know, they're still working on that. So what's, your, what's your number four then? My number four is uh, Mad Mardigan from Willow. Nice, very nice. Uh, it's just that's one of those characters that you're like, this guy's 
lame, but he ends up being very cool in the end. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he, I think he fits still into that ranger trope. Yes. Just a poor ranger. Well, no, he's not really a poor yeah, ranger. He's a, yeah. He's just a, he, he's not driven. You know, he doesn't have to be the center of attention. Right. He's really good at what he does. He does what he does. Right. But he's not the alpha male. He's just happy with being himself. Right. He's not, not exactly ambitious. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I guess I kind of like characters like that or they're yeah. not ambitious. They will, just want to be will themselves. ambition still manage to pull something off? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, so, well, yeah, what's your number four? My number four is Soren Markov. That is a, a great fantasy character. Vampire planeswalker from Magic the Gathering. I didn't even think about uh, magic. Yeah, yeah. I uh, looked over at those posters over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to scrape up ideas, man. I could use deck on Blackblade. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I could have went. I, I decided to go with a planeswalker versus like any of the other legendary characters in Magic. No, that's a great character. Uh, but yeah, I mean, because he's, he's a pretty signature character. Mm -hmm. You know, he's an ancient vampire that travels through planes and stuff. And he's dealt with things like Eldrazi, Z. you know, and all these, you know. I mean, he's pretty pretty powerful. Ugin and yeah, and and he plays with the big boys. You know? Yeah, he does play with yeah. the biggest, the most powerful people, characters in that. Yeah, fantasy genre. Yeah, in that, in that uh, franchise, as it were. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I dig him. You know, I got a couple of his cards. They're cool. You know, yeah, I can appreciate him as a planeswalker. Uh, so yeah, my number three. I guess that's again falling a line with the um, ranger thing. Yeah. Sort of, uh, Inigo Montoya. Oh, wow, for sure. That is a great. I almost, well, I almost went well with, chosen. I almost went with Man. Wesley, almost went yeah. with Wesley, yeah. But I think it, for me, Inigo Montoya is a much cooler character, right? Yeah, yeah. um, strive for his whole life. And what I liked about him is at the end, like he accomplished his goal, and he's like, shit, now what do I do, right? <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. yeah, he's like, I got all these skills, but I. It's for one thing. Is like there's not much else to do. Right. He kept it so narrow, which kept him pure. Yeah. You know, his motivation was was very clear and pure. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. No, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Nice choice. Thank you. Um, my number three is uh, Merlin. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a fantastic you know, choice too. Uh, I mean, it's I mean, he's the arch type, arch typical wizard. wizard. You know, you don't get any more like foundational than Merlin. No, really. You know, uh, and like the whole trope of wizards and magic users and all that stuff. It's all built off of Merlin. All built know? off of Merlin. Yeah. Uh, what I think, um, speaking of, I think tenant yeah. is, uh, fucking what's his name? The director. That, I haven't watched that yet with the director. What's the director? Oh, uh, um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's his I'm version. Sure everybody out out there in a uh, podcast land is screaming knows. at us. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, I can't hear you. We, yeah, uh, but uh, I think that's his version of the Merlin story. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I've always been fascinated with that concept of like him moving backwards through time. Yeah, yeah. I know? think I think that's uh, it's an interesting and cool story, right? Uh, but I think it, I see a lot of um, it's him trying to save the world. Okay, interesting. And yeah. that, it's the yeah, main I gotta, character. I got to watch that movie for sure. Yeah. It, it's really good. Um, so what's your uh, what's your number two then? 
Well, I was going to say it's kind of stretching the boundaries of fantasy, but you pulled in magic. So, <laughs> hey, that's high fantasy, man. It's high fantasy. Yeah. So, I'm going to pull in another high fa- different genre of high fantasy. I'm going to pick Sand from Princess Mononoke. Nice. Oh, damn. Good list. <laughs> it was man. it was either that or Ishitaka. I, like it, I appreciate your list. Dude. Those two are both yeah, like Yeah. Yeah. Those are both character. I guess they're the kind of one you can't have one without the other. You can't have a both those characters are great because of each sure. other. Yeah. Um, I mean Ishitaka is a great character in yeah. his own right. Yeah. But San is too. Yeah. And they just oh. I, I just chose yeah. her because you know yeah, Ishitaka is, you know. I yeah. Can't, I can't believe I didn't think of that. Yeah. yeah. I figured you would. <laughs> yeah. Kind of that's why I lean oh. towards San there. Uh like her story is great and interesting. And mm-hmm. it I, I like that movie because it tough choices. Right. And neither one of them is the right one or the wrong one straight up. I mean, and, and just a tangent a little bit on that, you know, movie, one of, one of my favorite things about that movie. I mean, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, me too. Uh, is that uh, in princess Mononoke, you have these angles and none of them are really right or wrong. And you don't just have Ashitaka's approach of this traditionalism. Yeah. Uh, or, San's approach of the of the nature but you have the city yeah you know and then also with that you have that monk that just trying to get by well he's just an opportunist yeah 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 so he's got like this whole other sideways motivation in there that screws everything else up does what he can he tries to take opportunities yeah yeah and and representationally you know to me that's there's there's a uh, an honesty to reality and all of that, yeah, you know, that I I really just loved about it. Yeah, yeah that movie changed my my worldview. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, all time top three, <laughs> you know, and yeah. that's that's in my yeah. top three list. So, uh, my number two is uh, going back to the Wheel of Time. Okay, um, Lan Mandragoran. Oh, that's a good choice. Uh, the Warden of Moiraine. Yeah. Uh, who's basically, you know, and it was admitted by Robert Jordan that he's just a, a combination of Lancelot and Conan. Yeah. Uh, and that's what he is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just this like ultimate, like knight. Knight. Yeah. 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 No, he's a great character. Uh, the part of the story you haven't read. Yeah. He gets a very cool ending. Oh, his well, ending is very cool. See, and that's, I think that might be enough reason for me, you know, to, to finish that story it, right there is to, is to finish Land's ending. It's you know? very cool. Cause I've, I've always been drawn in and fascinated by his storyline yeah, and how subdued, you know, and humble it was, you know, yeah. like he's not, in, you know, he's not telling anybody. He know? doesn't need to be you, sitting. Yeah. You have to learn. Yeah, you don't have yeah. to be subdued, and he didn't need to be subdued and humble. He didn't, but he was. But he absolutely was. I mean, to a to a level in that story that was impressive. That was detrimental to him for sure. Yeah, and it, it's very cool. He, it's a very cool, interesting story. He paid a price for that too. Yeah. Yeah, and again, very. I don't want to. I would. I would go into it, but I don't want to ruin it for you. All right. Well, that that actually has been you know <laughs> a, a thing that makes me feel like I really need to finish that story. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool. Um, so my number one is actually in the uh, Wheel of Time. Also, oh, um, uh, like I said, it's very. Uh, it should be very fairly obvious. Yeah, it's Perrin. Perrin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There's. Uh, yeah. 
He's the first character on this list that's not a ranger. Aaron Ibarra. Yeah. I think is how you pronounce his last name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's the first character on this story that's not a ranger. Right, right. Um, I Just a blue collar. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, no. He's not a ranger. He's not a ranger. <laughs> I would say that Perrin is a bit more of a barbarian if you had yes. to class him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess barbarian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's gruff. Fighter. You know? He's more of a fighter. He really yeah, is yeah. more of a fighter. Okay. Not a barbarian. Okay. Yeah, not a barbarian. No. Yeah, I guess so. Barbarian is because he'll lose control sometimes. Yeah, yeah. In the heat of battle, yeah. he just kind of blacks out. He doesn't. Yeah, I mean, he's not like full out berserker. No, he doesn't. Well, you when know? you don't he, he control. go berserker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I would see him more as like, because he has so many barbaric tendencies, even yeah. though his, his own idea of natural uh, uh, his natural demeanor is yeah his is natural not less than is that. more res- more restrictive yeah 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 i guess that's what he's makes a very restrained character yeah for what you know well he's gonna hulk out on people basically I, I identified with him because i am a big guy right and so when you're that large you kind of have to, and they he vocalized it or wrote it in the story. You have to pay attention to what you're doing sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And that was an, a thing about Perrin too, is that he was always cautious, cautious and aware because he broke things because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, it took me a long time totally. to get to yeah. not break things for sure. Yeah. I mean, you, you did learn or earn the nickname, uh chair slayer. <laughs> I did, uh, but that wasn't me. <laughs> it was fucking Andre. It wasn't me. Right. Right. I didn't do it. Not that time. Not that time. Uh, but anyways, and your number uh, one? So, yeah, my number one is, uh, well, I mean, the the birth of it all, frankly, uh, is the, the beginning of the sword and sorcery high fantasy genre. Uh, I think I can guess this one. Yeah, you think so? Conan? Conan. Yes. Conan the Barbarian, dude. Um, I mean, because that is literally the beginning. Yeah. Of this as a uh, uh, as like a modern storytelling genre, you know, D and D comes after Conan. Everything uh, comes all after their stuff comes after Conan. Yeah, uh, that you have would have to reach into, like, you know, Arthurian legend type tales and stuff from back yeah. in the day to get anything, and that's not you know. I mean, it's Conan and then Sword in the Stone. Those are the ones that everything is based on. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know. So, so yeah, it's, it's Conan and it's, uh, rightfully so rightfully. So, I mean, Conan was just a badass. I loved the animated series too. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a, uh, I don't know. It's like a early two thousands run that Marvel did of, uh, of a Conan comic that follows closer to like Robert E. Howard's Robert E. Howard's actual, uh, uh, stories yeah. that he wrote. Um, and, uh, they're fantastic. I mean, it is like the, it's the Conan that like when you watch the, when you read the novels and then watch the movies, there's a, there's something in between those yeah. that gets lost. It's really an intrinsic part of what Conan is. Cause he's, he's not just simply like a mindless barbarian, you know, he's a, uh, he's a, he's a really crafty, you know, well, I like kind of do, I really do like the Arnold Schwarzenegger, those first two. Conan yeah, and, movies. The, and those were good, you know, but there's like, there's a particular story in, in the, in the comic run where, uh, Conan has stolen a very like particular object from a temple in this town. 
right? Mm -hmm. It's not a, it's extremely recognizable. It's like a holy object. You know, it's obvious if anybody saw him with it kind of thing. Uh, and so he's in this bar and he's kind of like hanging out with these, these women and he's, you know, boasting, right. He's talking about how he stole this and that and all this, you know, and he's such yeah. a great thief. And these, these guys next to him, they, they overhear him and they decide that they're going to rob Conan. And so Conan's like, you know, cause they, they pull knives on him and everything. And he's just sitting in the bar uh, and he's like, okay, yeah, take it, you know? And, uh, and so he allows these, these thieves to rob him in the bar. And then right around that time, you know, the, the Royal guard come from the temple searching for whoever took, you know, this oh, obvious so. object that they, that they now have. <laughs> and they're like, wait, no, no, we got it from, Hey, where did he go? You That's know? awesome. And so he, and it was a deliberate kind of setup, you know, that this was all meant to throw these guys under the bus. He, know? he got, he actually did it. So he got what he wanted, which was, the the re, you know the renown or the reward for himself yeah he got to do the thing for sure yeah. but he didn't have to deal yeah. with the consequences but but part of his plan it was literally to sell out those cutthroats that's awesome you know? so he went to that bar sitting <laughs> next to those guys to loudly boast about his thing and then allowed them to take it from him you know oh that's pretty awesome as, as he knew that the you know, that the Royal guard was going to show up any minute now. And yeah. Oh, it's genius. You know, and that's genius. There's a level of craftiness that they don't really show in the movies for Conan. Yeah. yeah. In the movies. Well, uh, that's cool. Uh, and that's it, man. That's our, uh, our top five high fantasy characters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, thanks for joining us. And if you guys would like to see all things mop and bucket, head on over to the website, which is mop and bucket.net uh, where right now you can order, a copy of the curse of the jade monkey uh there are 20 bucks and they will be shipping out in february i'm excited yeah i'm excited too um if you would like to support more content like this please please consider becoming a patron right now it's just a buck a month uh and it really does make podcasts like this possible um what's uh some of the cool things uh patrons are getting right now levi oh it's uh well it's been busy strange days yeah but uh soon there's going to be the web comics uh, I've been posting the daily sketch usually on the Patreon page before they go public. Uh, usually that's just by like minutes though. You know? oh, okay. And, uh, I'm going to be, I've, I've just finished a couple of commissions. So I'm going to be getting back into, uh, working on one of these poster ideas. Okay. So for the prototyping and stuff that we've been doing for like posters. So you're going to uh, take and a prints and stuff, build it from, build it up, like show from beginning to end. Yeah. Well, I've, I've got a couple, I've got one that I'd already started and i've been showing off uh its progress and which one I, is that uh it's actually a a, a tattoo back piece oh right poster idea so uh if you've seen like in uh some tattoo shops and stuff they'll have like the art hanging on the walls like flash art and stuff and it's like a big kind of back piece design that oh right on. nobody ever gets but it's a cool piece to look at kind of cool yeah. that should be interesting to watch yeah well i'm about uh i'm about three quarters through it but i got diverted so i'll be going back to that one so all the the previous posts are up though so if you become a patron yeah, you can yeah, see all that you stuff. can see all the the progress up to where i'm at so far right on um so uh thanks a lot guys thanks for tuning in and uh we'll talk to you in a week or so yeah we'll catch you later